Check, check. Check and hell. Check and hell. We're freaking on. We're freaking on, everyone. Welcome. It's Woodhead Wisdom. Um, I like that. That was like half a song. Half a little sing-along. Um, yeah, man, we're here. Woodhead Wisdom, episode five, baby. What it is, what it do. Uh, my name is uh, Dave Woodhead. Uh, also host on Triple J. Um... And I was on Black Comedy back in a couple of years ago, 2018, 2017. Um, remember when I was in Black Comedy? That was 2017. Um, and uh, actually, look, let's just let's just talk about the elephant in the moon. In, <laughs> fucking what? The elephant in the moon? No, motherfucker. The elephant in the room. And what do elephants have? Big mouths. Yeah. Rumors are true, everyone. The cat's out of the bag. Woodhead was in Big Mouth, uh, the seventh season, man. It uh, premiered a couple of days ago. Your boy was in an episode. Um, season. Uh, it was the. It was an international episode. So there's guest stars from all around the world and uh and they did an australian uh segment and i was uh lucky enough to be part of that and honestly fuck man dream come true what a, what a fucking experience what a time um the past couple of days has been it's been pretty nuts pretty wild pretty uh pretty crazy man um and it's been very sweet as well a lot of people saying nice things a lot of people saying they're proud of me um I know a lot of my exes punching the motherfucking air right now. <clears throat> also, as you can look, I'm probably, I might leave that one in just to show some context. I will edit the, out the other coughs, but I've also been a little bit sick. Um, so two big updates. Well, let's just talk about Big Mouth for a second. Um, you know, I didn't sign an NDA, so I guess, um, you know, I might as well talk about how it all came came to be um and and also biggest just really give my big big thank you um deepest thanks to uh my my uncle my fucking my man my guy um adam briggs briggs you know briggs he was he was in ab original he did he did he was also in black comedy we never shared a scene in black comedy though can you believe that Look back on the um look back at the tapes. We never did a sketch together. Um I remember we, we were kinda of like two ships in the night. Cause he worked on season two and then did a little bit on season three, but at that point, man, he was already um I think he was already uh in America working on Disenchanted and stuff like that. But uh I remember uh, this little I guess little story from behind uh, from behind the scenes man little black comedy behind the scenes story um he actually wrote a sketch uh kind of some ghostbuster type sketch like ghost hunters more um you know those old like shows where it was like a couple of guys going this house is haunted we've set up some fucking cameras and blah, blah, blah. so we want to do something like that uh, i think he had a script written um and just didn't pay off. I also wrote some scripts uh, that I had Briggs in mind for. Um, so we both wanted to work together, but just didn't pan out. That's all G. Um, and then, but, you know, fast forward, he's now uh, working on Big Mouth 
Um, I think he was like a script consultant. I am pretty sure he wrote the segment that I was on on Big Mouth. And uh, I, I guess they asked him some ideas for who should voice some of the characters. He put across some names. Um, I don't know if he just put my name. I don't know if he put a couple, but he definitely put my name forward. Um, not that it matters, of course, if you put other people's names. I mean, I wouldn't be better at all. Um, no, I mean, honest. I don't know why I'm digging this hole for myself. Um, I just don't have the facts. I don't know if he gave my name or a bunch of people's name. Pretty much, my name was in the mix. Butter bing, butter boom. The producers, I guess, liked my voice. They liked my style. They like how I get down. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, they uh, they picked your boy. And um, the recording process of it. And I hope this isn't coming off too indulgent. I hope it's just more interesting. Yeah, so then, uh, you know, got the job, got the, uh, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you exactly. I got the email. Uh, I got an email from my management being like, um, hey, you know, big mouth. Now, I, when you get that email, I think, of course, you know, you're thinking, why wouldn't anyone be excited about this? The thing is, I've gotten emails about voice stuff before. But they've always been like to audition for things. So I've got an audition. Also, I've got an audition for some pretty big, you know, uh, I think Koala Man. I got an, an audition to do like a request to audition for Koala Man. Um, I didn't get the role. The person who got my role in Koala Man was Hugh Jackman. So, you know, I'm sure the producers really fucking struggled with that choice. Hey, uh, who do we get? Do we get uh, Triple J's Dave Woodhead or what's this guy? Huge, huge Jackman. Ah, oh, what is that? That sounds like a fucking fake name. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I got an email saying Big Mouth, uh, and I wasn't too whatever because you know I was like, all right, they might. Hold on one second. Hold on the f hold. On. All right. Sorry, just got a little uh, little call from my management. He said I'm fucking fired, dude. He said they're dropping me because I'm exposing industry secrets on the, <laughs> on the podcast. He said, you can't be talking about our emails. No, I'm smucking around. Talking business. Bitterness. Um, what's it called? Yeah. So anyway, got this email saying the big, like big mouth. I'm thinking it's going to be a request to audition, but nah, it's like an offer. And I was like, fuck, man. Like, so it's locked and loaded. Um, and then, yeah, uh, went to a recording studio. But I think it might have been the studio that they do Bluey in or is around that area. I don't know. Pretty much um, <clears throat> it's a recording studio slash, I think, post-production house type thing. Got in there. Um had a zoom meeting didn't meet any of like so i didn't meet nick kroll didn't meet any of the stars or anything just pretty much talked to some of the writers uh, some of the writers were in the room um and then the executive producer and um another probably some down no, no, just business people movie business hollywood type people um the guy was super nice like the i think he was the executive producer who was doing most of the talking to me most of the directing um and yeah, we just went through line by line, um, did different variations of it and fucking wrapped it up, called it a day. It only took like, uh, the whole process took like an hour or two and, um, and this happened a year ago. So there you go. It's, um, 
yeah, it was it was very it was a very cool experience. Um, and and once again, just big, huge thank you to um, to Briggs for um, yeah, man, for for trusting your boy enough to to put him forward like that. Really appreciate it. That's um, and I think you know, and just on a deeper level as well, you know, with uh, with Briggs being such a um, you know, huge, um, huge. I mean, what, this guy does fucking everything. He raps, he writes, he acts. He's a fucking triple threat. Honestly, we don't put enough. I mean, what other fucking dude is doing shit like that? We all put some more respect on, uh, you know, fucking curses, not acting and writing. Chilling, it's not doing it. Um, all day used to do comedy. He doesn't do, I'm just saying, you know? I don't know what I'm saying. I don't, sorry to make it a race thing, but you know, also it is, I said what I said. It is what it is. Actually, that would be fucking awesome to see Cursor in the movie. I reckon Cursor would be a good actor. I reckon Cursor would fucking do all right. Um, actually, you know, while we're on it, while we're talking about industry secrets, ooh, fuck it. We just exposing the fucking industry on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually made Cursor mad one time, accidentally. Um, I don't know if you remember, uh, Triple J used to do this thing called Requestable. Um, and uh, one year, I think the sec, I think it might have been the second Requestable. Um, uh, pretty much like, you know, the thing about Requestable is it's everyone, uh, anyone can request a song and then the whole day's playlist is made up of requests um so it's pretty much think about it like lunchtime legend all day um and uh and really like i think you know the goal for for the week of programming is just to have big moments on your show you know and it's kind of um it's it was it's kind of a fun time because um you know all the shows are kind of vying for the big gets of like you know um, something silly or something fun or whatever and just to make a big moment out of it um, now the lunch show you know how we roll at Triple J um, not being prepared <laughs> I mean we got a team of one on the Triple J lunch it's just me so I was you know everything was already taken like you know I think fucking breakfast was doing Nickelback Drive was doing um, the Halo theme song or some shit. Lucy's doing all the fun, dancey, um, you know, gay anthems. Um, and so I was just thinking there going, man, what the, hell, what the fuck can I do that hasn't been done? And then I look uh, through all the requests and see that a couple of people have requested Cursor. Now, you're probably thinking, well, Dave, isn't Cursor banned from Triple J? And I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking, why is Cursor banned from Triple J? Obviously, look, I just joined back in 2019. Um, the Cursor Triple J beef was more early 2010s thing. And also, you know, I've uh, I've always, uh, you know, I won't claim to be the biggest um, Cursor diehard fan because I know that that's a fan base that is a very loyal fan base and you know I don't want to look like a poser but I enjoy some of the tunes you know don't fuck with cursor I think is um a it's a cla- I think it's a classic man it's a classic Australian hip hop tune it's just 
It's fun. You hear it at a party. You turn the hell up, especially Bushdorf. Growing up in Darwin as well, like fucking, you know, cunts are always playing cursor around Darwin. So he's he's also actually my favorite cursor song is he's got this song with uh, Future, weirdly. Like Future and I think Young Buck from G Unit. I don't know. I can't confirm if it's Young Buck, but it's a G Unit rapper. Um, so yeah, uh, I forget what that song is, but it's fucking mad. And Cursor, honestly, has the best verse in it. Um, so I went to the music team and I was like, "Can we play? Uh, can I play Curse on my show?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure, play him." And dismissed me. And I was like, "All right." I thought it was going to be a bit more of a fucking. Whoa, we can't do that. But they, whatever, they didn't really give a shit. So I was like, cool, put on Cursor, um, made a little bit of a moment. And I thought, cool, Cursor got a spot on Triple J. Of course, he does not need it. But during request of a week, I play his thing. Bit of a moment. Got a, lot, got a couple of texts going, finally, Cursor on Triple J, sick. Other people going, yeah, fucking should have happened years ago. You're, you're fucking gay, Woodhead. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I like the song too. But anyway, played a song and then like a day or two later, um, I'm at my desk and uh, one of my managers comes up to me and goes, uh, hey, did you see Curses pissed off at us? And I was like, whoa, what happened? And I look and uh, yeah, it was, he was pissed off that we were playing this shit because, you know, um, he was, I forget the full thing, but Curse was like, you know, fuck Triple J, never support me now that now they want to play my shit because I'm on fuck you um (laughs) and I was like oh okay you know what obviously I was a little bit ignorant to this whole situation I can also see where he's coming from as well you know I can definitely see in his position he's probably thinking you know when I actually needed your help you didn't help now that you know he's selling out fucking he sold out the Enmore Theatre I think he's playing this Friday you know why would he would be thinking oh yeah obviously these guys just want a little kind of cloud off my name. And you know what? He actually had a point. The only reason I picked him was because I was like, I want to do something special. Playing Cursor would be special. So he, he's 100% correct. I want a little Cursor clout, dude. Not even really Cursor clout, more just like, you know, do something unique. Um, But yeah, he was a bit PO'd. And then someone in the comments was like, oh, hey, Curse, it was, it was just a request. Uh, you know, the fans wanted it. He called, it, he called it request week. He said, I don't give a fuck if it's request week. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, that's fine, Cursor. But can you please use the word requestful? It is part of our branding. But yeah, so... Sorry, Cursor. Um, I apologize. I don't want beef. I don't want smoke. I don't want any, I don't want any, I please, I, I don't want any bars either. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it with Cursor, dude. And he fucked me up. Because he's like, obviously, you know, you see Cursor, he's like a skinny dude. But he's just got fucking crazy eyes. He, he, <laughs> I know those bony elbows would fucking hurt. He'd cock me with one of those, man. Fucking, he'd be fast too. I reckon he throws a fast fucking punch. Enough about Cursor. Um, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, and again, I guess I'm going to tell another little industry. Fuck, man, this is such an industry episode. 
this episode is in a fucking industry bubble, dude. Um, I'm fucking sellout this week. Um, I went to South by Southwest. I know if you're, if you're, if you're a fan of the pod and you listened to last week's, you know, I was talking shit. I was like, everyone at South by Southwest is a fucking idiot. They're a moron. Look at them wearing their little fucking lanyards like they run the joint. And then I uh, looked into my emails and said that, uh, and saw that I got a free lanyard. And I was like, well, I'm getting that fucking lanyard. I don't want to be left out. Uh, so yeah, got my, uh, got my lanyard and, uh, uh, went to a couple of events, went to a couple of events, saw some cool bands. Uh, don't remember any of their fucking names, but they were really cool. Um, went to the soda factory and I uh, saw this band that kind of reminded me of wet leg, like an instrumental it, it, like wet leg without the lyrics it was it was a it was an all-girl band um well i assumed um female f- female presenting is that femme presenting i think there's something like oh, f- here we are what woodheads and treacherous waters here how's he gonna fucking swim his way out of this one i don't know the term but they all um most of them seem like females i think that's okay i reckon we i reckon we fucking dodged on dodged under the lasers with that one um i reckon we did it and it's more it's not because i'm like ooh yeah well you gonna, i hope it don't get cancelled i'm just like i hang around enough queer people to know these fucking terms i dated a a a person who was he and they pronouns and i just wish i knew the fucking terms i wish i listened to them a bit more be a good lgbtqi plus ally damn Marvin's room starts blasting at an insane volume. Anyway, this band is pretty much four chicks, <laughs> four fucking broads, one dude. And I just thought to myself, this dude is does not need to be there. He was the most fucking useless cunt in the band. These women were rocking out. They had this guy also stood right at the back. Um and I didn't even know the guy was on the stage for most of the set because he was I was standing behind a pole and the way that he was standing it's hard to explain but it's like where the pole was and where I am I could see the whole band except for this pole part and he was directly behind the pole so yeah um so fuck that guy shout out to those ladies um they, they had a great set um and also went to uh went to what's it called um <laughs> i went to the, the uh the three percent launch show for a bit three percent uh it's this new um rap collective with uh nookie um uh dallas woods and um oh fuck Who's the other guy? Oh, I know. I know. Angus Field. Excuse me, Angus. Um, 
shout out to you. I haven't met Angus, but I've met, uh, I've met, uh, I've worked with Nookie. I've known Nookie for a fucking while now. I've known him since Black Comedy Days. Yeah, gosh, look, I probably know Nookie since for fucking, I've known, like, Nookie and I have known each other for like six years. That's kind of crazy to think about. That's all, that's great. That's awesome. I've also, um, I've met Dallas Woods. Uh, I've met Dallas Woods a couple of times, but while he was here in Bri- uh, in Sydney, I actually hung out with him a couple, uh, a fair bit, which was very nice to, um, to chop it up with the brother. Shout out Dallas Woods. And, um, I'm sure Angus is, uh, is, is a fucking mad cunt as well. I just have not had the pleasure to meet him, but I could have, I don't know. I was, I was between a party, like a Halloween party and this 3% event. So I was kind of ducking back and forth. So went into the 3% event um, and it was packed out. Like it was fucking out the door. And I was like, damn, what, man, this is popping off. I mean, you had big acts like Barker there. Um, uh, Of course, 3% were headlining um, and uh, I think Dobby as well. So, you know, some fucking legends around who, you know, sell out shows. Barker's a fucking huge act. Um, but then uh, I'm waiting outside and this whole crew comes. Like, they're all like this fucking entourage. And look, not to talk anyone down in the, in the rap scene, but I've met, I've met a bunch of rappers and I've met, and especially I've met, um, you know, the black ones, you know, the, the black fellas. And I'm thinking, who the, not even fucking Briggs rolls around with an entourage. This deep, at least. What gammon cunt here fucking needs an entourage of like six to fucking seven huge fucking cunts? Like, what is this? I look, I look in, I, I, I look past like some of the big broad shoulders and I just see this cap with the letter three on it. And I'm thinking... Yeah, it's fucking Chance the Rapper, dude. Now again, for long-time listeners of the podcast, specifically people who listened last week, you're probably thinking, Dave, weren't you talking shit about Chance the Rapper? Saying, um, saying, <laughs> I did. I was, I was a bit of a bitch last week. I was a bit of a bitch, and I said that, um, it's good that we booked Chance the Rapper to come to Sydney just to talk we don't want to hear you rap Chance the Talker I think I called him if I didn't call him that then I wish I'd call him that now um but yeah so (laughs) Chance the Rapper comes through honestly and I'll tell you how much of a bitch I am um I started feeling anxious because I thought Chance the Rapper A would know who I am and B knew that I talked shit about him uh, on my podcast. Now, if I was uh, a Joe Rogan type, if if I had, but uh, look, the, pretty much what I'm trying to say is I see the analytics of my podcast and I highly, highly doubt Chance the Rapper has listened. But I was, I just felt, you know, you know that sometimes you just, I mean, you, I just got the fucking, the, oh, here's a dude I was talking shit about. Is there going to be problems? But I mean, of course there was not problems. Um, and then I'll be honest, I walked in there and I was like, uh, I was like, fuck, 
It'd be cool to see Chance. <laughs> it could be cool to see Chance the Rapper rap. I was, I was, a, I was being a hater. Of course, I would like to hear Chance the Rapper rap. Hey, I was in high school once. Yeah, dog. I fucking listened to a bit of acid rap. Um, but he didn't. He didn't rap actually. He he got on. He got on stage and he uh, instead. Uh, he actually did. He did a little speech saying that he's Chance the Rapper, that he's from Chicago, and that hip-hop has always been a, you know, a, a, a voice of revolution, a, a sound of change. You know, just kind of gave an impassioned speech about what hip-hop means to him and also what, you know, I think the foundations of hip-hop was built on. Um, he said something along the lines of hip-hop, uh, like Australia has so much potential to change and and so much potential to, you know, be a great place for revolution. And I agreed with him. I've always kind of felt that about Australia. I it's it's really sad that we as a country have fallen victim into this bullshit ideology politics that Americans fuck around with. Which I'm sure it's always been like that. The only problem is I'm 20 five now and only just noticing sorry sorry i wasn't paying attention to how scare tactics work during the john howard administration i was too busy fucking playing around with action men all right i wasn't really switched on (laughs) to the problems that australia was facing when i was uh, 10 years old okay give me a break um like uh, and I mean, you know, I've read some crazy shit about the uh, the Advance Australia, um, you know, that Advance Australia fucking foundation or whatever that was a big part of the No campaign. Look, I'm not going to get into that muck around any right now, but pretty much what I'm saying is that Chance the Rapper was just saying how great Australia could be. I agreed with him. And then he brought up on stage an act that he co-signed as the future of not only Australian hip-hop, but hip-hop in general. And he brought on this um, very talented young... I want to... I mean, he's a kid, but he acts like a young man and he thinks and he raps like a young man. I'm talking about Inkabeat. This, like, 11-year-old rapper from WA um, and his dad, Fluent, and... um, they got up and just had an amazing set. This ink can be kid, honestly. And if you've seen the video, look, I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Uh, if you've seen the video of him rapping, you probably think, all right, cute. You know, little kid talking about his culture and all that. Very cute. But, you know, I listen to acts like fucking Lil Lucy Vert. <laughs> You know? Now, I would never think this, but that's what someone might think. And Inca B is not Lil Uzi Vert. That's not what I think. That's what other people think. Maybe. I don't know. Assumptions make an ass out of you and me. And you're probably thinking, Dave, why are you acting so defensive? I'll tell you why I'm acting defensive. Because I know it's not a good look to be talking shit about a fucking 11-year-old. And I'm not doing that. I'm actually giving this kid some props. This kid got up and rocked the fucking house. 
He blew the roof off this joint. And then he played a song that, and I don't remember the name of the song. It's, it hasn't been released yet, but it's a song he wrote about, um, but he wrote while watching Rabbit Proof Fence. And the way that he, they, he told, I, he told this story of like, he was watching a movie. He got inspired of, he, he got inspired for a song of watching the movie Rabbit Proof Fence. And then he went into his room and he wrote it down. And he wrote the song down, came out, rapped the song to his dad, and then they made the song. And his dad's like a rapper and producer as well. Uh, fluent and fluent also, you know, he's got some good bar. He's, he's, uh, he's a good rapper and he's, and fluent's also got some great stage presence. It's very wholesome and actually, and really nice seeing the father and son rap duo, even though I think on paper, it sounds really corny. IRL is actually pretty fucking mad. Um, but yeah, he rapped this song about, uh, he rapped this song and, uh, Inkabee did, and it was just him. And the melodies and the flow that this kid had on this new song in particular was, it was fucking awesome, man. It was incredible. Um, so yeah, really, uh, really proud of that kid. So, um, yeah, it was just really nice. It was really nice to see a young kid living out his dreams. Um, and yeah, I guess that really ties it up because I also felt like I lived my dream this week being on Big Mouth. Last week was such a hard time for for blackfellas. And I'm not saying this week is better just because I'm on Big Mouth. <laughs> Great. Hey, guys, we did it. Racism solved. Um, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that uh, it's good to see blackfellas doing stuff around. Um, and yeah. Hey, look, I have to jet. Thank you very much for hanging out. Um, I love you all. Um, and this the worst way to end this podcast because I didn't finish a thought, but I gotta get out of here. Catch ya.